PWP Nation, where wrestling discussion lives. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in real. real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media, from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about. From movies, to TV, to music, to sports, to gaming, to anything really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. Welcome to Offended, presented by PWP Nation. It's your boy, Tricky. And on the show today, we have Toph from PWP Nation as it's our Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver Phoenix prediction show. I can't wait, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. All right, Toph, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? You're basically the co-host. Uh, feeling good today. Uh, kind of cold and rainy, but other than that, I'm doing good. It's good. That's good. It's good to hear. Uh, so are you even going to watch TakeOver and uh, Royal Rumble? Because uh, yeah. something comes out tonight, doesn't it? Yes, yes. The Japanese version of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. But the rest of us casuals don't get it until January 29th, so... You know, I'm going to be a traditionalist and just wait for the game to come out on the uh, on Tuesday, which basically means avoiding social media for and, until Tuesday. So no Twitter, no YouTube It's going to be really hard. So, dude, it's hard um, enough to like not it was hard enough to not look at Twitter for like Wrestle Kingdom, like just for oh, like, yeah, six yeah. hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I mean, normally I don't watch TakeOver Live. I usually just watch because um, I work on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I usually just watch like a replay the next morning or whatever. Um, I'm not really super into NXT at the moment. I know everyone that's down there. Uh, I probably will have more time to watch the War Rumble. It's just uh, watching two Rumbles is just, oh, man, so long, such a chore. Those main roster pay-per-views are just, uh, I'm not trying to sound anti-WWE, they're just so long to watch, you know? They just, no, that's it fair. takes like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, it's like four or five hours. It just feels mm-hmm. like you've been watching the long, like, mafia movie. When you when you finally finish watching a main roster show, you feel like you just served a sentence in jail sometimes. So, <laughs> But the card looks good this year, so that's good. Yeah, you know, and, like, what you said is so true, though, because it's like, if you look at, if you look back, like, especially on the multi-branded, like, shows, SmackDown gets, like, two or three matches out of, like, the ten matches that are on there. So you're basically watching like a raw pay-per-view and raw's roster is like it's just the show itself just has been horrible so and that's why mm-hmm. i feel like that's the major issue for, especially for the main roster pay-per-views yeah I, I agree there uh probably the the best thing that i would recommend for all fans is that you should always go into a war rumble with low expectations or no expectations it makes the show better um, stay away from dirt sheets as well. Yep. I don't think I've ever told this story before here on, on, on Offended, because this is, yeah, I don't think I've ever told this story. Well, I haven't been on your show that much, but I've told the story on uh, other shows before, so I guess this will be a first. <laughs> um, for, for a period of time, a while back, in 2012, well, actually, further than that, 2011, 2012, and 2013, uh, one of my first wrestling gigs was I worked for No DQ. Um, you're familiar with No DQ, right? Yes. Right, I worked for NoDQ, and uh, I was one of the editors of the site. And um, you may not remember this, because this was some time ago. I know it's really hard to remember a lot of things that happened in the wrestling world. But 2013, one of the big rumors going into the Royal Rumble that year was that basically half of the Ruthless Aggression mid-card was rumored to show up. MVP was rumored to show up. Carlito was rumored to show up. Um, Shelton Benjamin was rumored to show up. I don't know how it started. Um, you probably don't even remember this, but like a lot of mid card guys, vaguely remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of them were rumored to show up, and I remember uh, MVP, who was actually in New Japan at the time. He was like uh, outside the Tokyo Dome, and he posted a he tweeted a picture of himself outside the Tokyo Dome, and I remember he put like LOL. I guess I'm in the rumble tonight, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like this is <laughs> like this is clearly not happening. So then I remember I couldn't find Carlito's status because Carlito is just an enigma in general. Yeah, and I think Shelton Benjamin was like just somewhere on the completely opposite side of the country of wherever Rumble was, and I remember just going. Uh, we had like a private no DQ Facebook group, just like we do for PWP. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling some of the people there, I'm like, hey, I don't think this is happening. Like, I don't think these dudes are showing up. You should take that story down. And, and the main editor, whose name I won't say, he pretty much was like, nah, we're going to leave it up for traffic. And many other wrestling sites followed suit, and they all reported the same story with like no source whatsoever. And I just remember a lot of fans were just like, were hyped because they thought that like, Carlito, Shelton, Benjamin, MVP were all coming back. And, and then because they were rumored, it just caused this tidal wave domino effect of people expecting other guys from the same era to show up, like Mr. Anderson, even though he was like in TNA at the time or or whoever. And I was just like, this is going to be bad because these guys are going to show up. So it's then the rumble happened. And, of course, none of those... Right, right. So, of course, the rumble happened, and none of those dudes showed up, and the fans were pissed. And I remember the only person that apologized 
uh, I think was uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider. I think he was the only person that basically just said straight up, I was wrong. Because you know how it is in the wrestling business. You can say something's going to happen, and then when it doesn't happen, there's the, well, plans change stuff. Yeah, you know, exactly. that you can always yeah, just fall exactly. back on that. So, And I just remember just uh, feeling really dirty. Like, even though I didn't do anything, I felt dirty because I was a part of the uh, no DQ staff, and I was like, these guys don't care about uh, legitimate um, journalism or honest journalism. All they cared about was just clickbait, just trying to get he- uh, hits, trying to... Uh, caused traffic on their site and i was like i'm done with you guys and uh, i left and then shortly after that i discovered jay and pwp and i've been here ever since so mm-hmm. but anyway the, the whole moral of the story to any listeners out there is uh we're a rumble uh it's great for the fans but like from a wrestling journalist perspective to me it's the worst time of year because rumble time is just all about clickbait like you know uh who's going to be in the rumble uh, NXT has made it worse because there's call-ups in main roster, so it's like, oh, so-and-so might be in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. You might even mention this when we uh, get into the review or, you know, the predictions is, uh, you know, Velveteen Dream from NXT. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's kind of doing this angle on Twitter where I think he locked his Twitter or yep. I think he made a comment saying that, like, he's not going to appear at TakeOver because he knows his worth and stuff. And now some people are speculating, oh, he's going to be in Rumble. And, of course, there's going to be a few sites that are going to report Velveteen Dream spotted backstage at Ver- oh, Of course, yeah, he's fucking. They're in the same city. <laughs> you know, they're working the same city. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be confused if he wasn't backstage. Like, yeah. you know, so it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. And so this, this year was relatively quiet, mm-hmm. you know, the build anyway. I was, you know, there was no really crazy story. And I'm like, hmm, okay, I guess we'll just have a regular year, no crazy stories. And then it happened, I think, yesterday, where it was like Abyss and Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Our sign with WWE. Like, oh, here we go. Here's the story. Like, yeah. okay, now we're going to have some fans say, oh, Abyss is going to be part of the Rumble. Like, I was like, I knew it was too quiet this year. I was waiting for it. I was like, because obviously, you know, thanks to AEW, it's pretty much apparent at this point that Omega isn't going to be. I mean, he couldn't be in the Rumble anyway because his contract doesn't expire yeah. for New Japan until the 31st. But there's still those few sites that would still say, will Omega appear in the World Rumble? So, uh, so after the AEW thing, that really killed the um that really killed the whole like elite are they going to appear in the rumble so i was just kind of waiting what's going to be the story this year who's going to be the crazy name and of course yesterday it was abyss and sanjay dutt and i i personally think that there's going to be more so in the producer backstage agent roles because that's what they've been doing with impact for a while now i'm sure abyss might make a one-off or something but uh uh, that's how i interpreted that but uh anyway the whole point is uh, I don't. I don't want to like rant, but anyway, just fans out there, just go into Rumble with, with an, with with low expectations because when you go in with high expectations, like it, it never really goes well, you know. Like, and I, I always remember that um, the the World Rumble in 2014 when fans booed because Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Rumble. WWE they never once said he was going to be in the Rumble. Yeah. Fans just assumed yeah. he would be. Now you guys want to shit on the Royal Rumble 2015? Fine, that's fair. That wasn't a good rumble. But I've always said in 2014, they never said he was going to be in the rumble. Fans just assumed he was. I don't think Bray Wyatt was in that rumble either. Weren't they like in the opening match that year? Yeah, it was like yeah. Brian and... Was, uh, Brian and Bray were the opener. And yeah, Bray was not in the rumble as well. Right. So that's that's fair game. So it's not just Brian that got short-staffed. It was it was Bray as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, mm-hmm. so... But anyway, that's, that's pretty much the moral there. Going to rumble with low expectations and NXT, I mean... Takeovers are consistently good anyway. I don't think there's ever been a bad takeover, so it was kind of hard to mess that up, you know. 
Yeah, uh, well, so it's funny you say that. I'm looking at this takeover card right now, and man, like this is like it's going to be a great show. Don't get me wrong, but this is, looks like the weakest card that they put out probably in probably since a year ago. Like, just from top to bottom, you have of course Ricochet, Johnny Gargano is going to be fantastic, and Champa and Black is going to be amazing. But then the rest of the card is just kind of like there for me, like in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm just not really, like, big on War Raiders for some reason. I was big on them before they got to WWE. And I feel like they just had I, just kind of there in NXT. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the NXT just has too much. They have too much talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and NXT just has too much, too much talent. You just can't stand out when you only have one hour. Yeah. That's why there's been rumors of, of NXT moving to two hours. Um, one of my favorite performers... Uh, and impact was EC3. I liked EC3, and and when he was with Rockstar Spud, and when he had Tyrus and the whole Dixie Land, and I, I really liked the EC3 character, really entertaining. But when he went to NXT, he wasn't really able to stand out. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, how can EC3 stand out? He can't be the top heel because that role goes to Champa. He can't be the top face because at the time that role was was to Gargano and Alistair Black. He's not part of a faction like, you know, Adam Cole is from the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. So it's like when he was in NXT, EC3 couldn't be top heel. He couldn't be top face. He couldn't even be like the mid card number two because that was the Undisputed Era. So it's like, what can he be? Yeah. He's just lost. And now you NXT have, has like, two Keith Lee and Matt Riddle coming up too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I can't really get into NXT. It has too much talent. Like, it, it, it's, it's cool. NXT at times it's almost like that kid at Christmas who gets like four or five new games for Christmas, but it's like you don't have the time to play all of them. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. one of those games is just gonna get lost, it's gonna be collecting dust, and you know you're gonna be like, oh, do I have this game? Oh yeah, it's been sitting here. You know, <laughs> so sometimes I'd rather have like maybe a roster of like thirty people, and you're focusing like on five of them, but NXT just has too much. But yeah, I like the War Raiders; they're cool. Oh, well, I, I'm used to calling them War Machine. That's the Same. first time I've ever called them War Raiders. But, uh, yeah, I don't really think they're going to do well in WWE, mainly because one of the things that made them so cool in the indies was no other team looked like them. But in WWE, a lot of people look like them. Yeah. Uh, Harper and Rowan like them. Braun Strowman looks like them. Um, um, uh, what's his name? The dude in Sanity. Um, oh, uh, uh, Killian, Killian Dane yeah. looks like like. like yeah, yeah, like the whole like we're a big beer guy. That's that's pretty common down in WWE. Mm-hmm. So I wish them the best of luck, though. Um, I, I guess they'll probably beat the undisputed era. They've they've had the uh, they've been running with the belts for a while now. But you know who, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Let's start with the first match on Takeover Phoenix. Let's go, uh, Matt Riddle, Cash Sono. Um, this was the match I was kind of like surprised they even put like on the Takeover, honestly. Because it's like, mm-hmm. I could have, like, this, for me, this is like the main event match of next week's TakeOver. Like, if I'm booking the show, you know, like, are they going to, do you think they're going to do like, right. a quick match again? Or do you think it's actually going to be a match this time? I think it's probably going to be a match. The first match was more of an angle. Yeah. And they had a second match, like, on, uh, on a, I think it was just a regular episode of NXT, I think. Mm-hmm. So... If they really want to do something different, they would have Ono win via heel shenanigans. But um, 
it just seems to me that Ono at this point is just really there to just put over other people. Yep. Um, you know, he seems content with that. But uh, so I guess based off that, not Riddle will win. But if it was me, I would have Ono win via heel shenanigans. Um, one of the one of the few criticisms I will give Takeover is that when it comes to the new talents, it's so predictable because mm-hmm. they're always going to win every time. Every time there's like a, a new fresh face, they always win. Yep. Every single every single time. So it's like one of these days I would like to see a fresh face lose. It, it will happen one day, you know. And I feel like this is a good time for it to happen because Riddle's already beat him twice. Yep. So if he beats him three times, then that's not really moving the story forward. Like, at least if Ono wins, it might do something interesting. But anyway, just based off the fact that Ono just seems content to just help put folks over, I'm going to assume that Riddle will win again, and that would be it, I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that, It's especially with Matt Riddle, too. Matt Riddle seems like a guy that, like, they're going to push to the fucking moon. And, like, you look at all these other, like, recent signings in NXT, they're still yet to have, like, a takeover match. And Matt Riddle is now going to have a second and, like, that's really quick, honestly, to get, like, spots on a takeover when you just signed, mm-hmm. like, that quickly. So, yeah, I definitely think Matt Riddle's going over. Uh, Cassius Ono, though, did defeat uh, Keith Lee uh, two weeks ago in NXT, which I was actually surprised that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed to confuse uh, JCD a bit. I don't I don't really know where they're going with uh, the whole Ono thing. So we'll have to see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like I'm assuming that we're gearing up for Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee. It seems like that that's what they're going for. But if they don't mm-hmm. do that, like, I'm kind of confused on Keith Lee's booking as of late, like, down there. And it's like what you said, though. It's like there's so much talent down there. It's almost like he's – seems like he's almost getting, like, overlooked. Yeah, they have, they have too much talent, mm-hmm. too much. So too much just to – and then sometimes it's like, so like to, to a lot of indie guys out there, when they make these contracts to WWE, you have to sign at the right time. Because sometimes when you sign, there's too many people there. And then for some folks, like Austin Aries, when he was down there, there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. Like, like Aries, his NXT run was underwhelming. And it wasn't his fault, but when he was part of NXT... That was right after a lot of the mainstay people got caught up. Like, Balor was gone. Owens was gone. Um, Corbin had just got called up. The only person that was really down there at the time was Nakamura, and they were clearly pushing him as the top face. There there really wasn't much for Aries to do. I remember um, the one time where I was really confused. I think it was – there's been so many takeovers, I forgot – it was to take over after Aries and Nakamura debuted, where I remember Aries had a singles match against, um, I don't know the guy's name. Um, he's one half of that tag team. The uh, the Prophets, the one that's always like doing the stir-the-pot motion, uh, that guy that has like the bandana. Yes, he did. Yeah, Aries had a match with him on NXT. I remember that. It was one of those special, you know, like when they have those WrestleMania access events, and they have oh, like a few NXT yeah, matches. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aries had a match with him. I remember watching that, and I was like, "Why is this happening?" Like, Aries was <laughs> so much better than this. Because yeah. I mean, no offense to the other dude, I can't think of his name. I don't know his name. He's part uh, of the, the Montez the Ford. No, the other one, not Montez. The other guy, oh, the one man. that's doing Angela the story of the parts. 
Yes, yes. It was Austin Aries against Angelo Dawkins. I remember watching that, and I was like, Aries has no business in the ring with this dude. Because Angelo Dawkins was like, this is a guy who's new. He's trying to figure it out. Like, this is a perfect dude that should be in NXT. Mm-hmm. And, and look at Aries, and like, here's a guy that's been in TNA, Ring of Honor. He's got his character. Like, this dude's ready. Like, why is this? Why is he here? Yeah. And I just remember, like, when, when he was, like, when Aries was there, he was just, with all respect, I don't want to, like, shit on the talent down there, but he was just wrestling dudes. He had no business wrestling. He was wrestling Dawkins. He was wrestling, like, No Way Jose. And it was yeah. like, why? Yeah, like, yeah, like, why? And it's like, now you look at NXT now, and it's like, wow, if Aries went back or if he gave it a second shot, he'd do a lot better now because look at the talent pool you got. You got guys like Keith Lee, you got Cassius Ono, mm-hmm. you got any of the dudes from Undisputed Era, like Aries against any of them would be a great match. Aries Roddy, Aries uh, O'Reilly, Aries Fish, Aries Cole, Gargano, Champa. like the NXT roster is so much better now. Oh yeah, but the, the NXT yeah, roster is basically just the PWP, or excuse me, uh, PWG roster now. Like Yeah, pretty much, you know, so it's like, so some of these dudes when they sign, it's like they sign when there's no talent, or they sign when there's like too much talent yeah. to the point and it's like and if you sign when there's no talent you don't do anything and you just end up getting released and then if you sign when there's too much talent you're just kind of there and you don't really get a chance to stand out and then when you get caught up to the main roster it goes one of two ways you go the way of elias elias had a really in my opinion his nxt run was kind of boring he didn't horrible. really do anything right but by the main roster it worked out for him mm-hmm. then you have somebody like apollo cruz who clearly needed to be there a little bit longer i mean he made an impression but not enough to make a lasting one and yep he yep. could have benefited being there for another year and then they called him up to the main roster and he's just they're just kind of now starting to use him a little bit more he's basically just been on the main roster for two years up to this point just kind of there just to face yep. you know yeah totally agree with totally. that and uh what's i gonna say um the austin aries thing it's almost the same can be said for like his 205 live run like there was nobody else but Neville that he could really wrestle. Now the pool in 205 yeah. Live is huge now. Mm-hmm. 2016 was just a, it was an awkward time yep. for WWE. There was a lot of injuries, and they were in the transition process because just a lot of people that they had been pushing in NXT were on the main roster. So, like, in the meantime, if you were a part of 205 and, and NXT during that time, it was just kind of a work in progress. And, um, you know, you, you didn't really have anything to do. Things didn't really start getting better until 2017, at which point Aries and Neville were like, I'm out. And yeah. I can't blame them, you yeah, know, because there wasn't really anything for them to do at the time. So uh, I hope that one day, uh, I mean, obviously it's too late for Neville because he's, he's with Dragon Gate and he's with AEW. And I don't know what his contract status is, but mm-hmm. I, I hope that one day Aries considers a second shot on NXT. I think if he went back now, he would... It would, it would be a lot better if you oh, yeah. the talent pool is a lot better now. Oh so. yeah, he could be a top heel in NXT easily because that's mm-hmm. one thing. Like I'm looking at the card, also it's like NXT kind of lacks like that true, true, true heel. Other than like Champa and Undisputed Era, like other than mm-hmm. that, like I don't take Cassius Ono as like a viable like heel. Johnny Gargano is a heel, but he's like. I don't, he's more like a tweener because he still plays to the crowd. Yeah. Like it's really, I like this that style that he's doing. Cause it's different. He's like he, he's like Christian. He's yeah. like Christian in two thousand five. He's yeah. he's Christian. Christian was like kind of a heel, but not really, mm-hmm. sort of. And that was fun then. 
And so I'm really digging it. And since we're on Johnny Gargano, let's just get right into it. Uh, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. In my opinion, this could be potentially the match of the year. Yeah, it's just like it'll be a pretty fun match. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Ricochet. I loved him in his Lucha Underground days as uh, Prince Puma. Mm-hmm. I still see him as a as Prince Puma, but every time I see him without the mask, it's like, oh, this is weird. This will take a while <laughs> to get used to. So there was um, a pretty cool match. There was, oh, a, there was a PWG moment where like Marty Skrull is looking at Ricochet's like gear, and he's like, wait a minute, aren't you? And like ricochet stops like like, no 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 i'm not he's like yeah you're print he's like no 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 and the crowd's like shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's great yeah this would be a this would be a cool match i don't i don't really have a preference who wins here i mean it'll be good uh gargano hasn't won a singles title since he's been in nxt right yeah he's due i'm totally going with gargano for this match just for that reason alone yeah that's, that's pretty reasonable ricochet would be okay so yeah. without a title, so that's fine. Yeah, I, th- I think Ricochet is going to get pushed. I think Ricochet is going to be the one to beat Ciampa for the title personally at like the takeover before Mania. I think that's what they're going for. Um, okay. So, yeah, I totally think Johnny Gargano is taking the title here, and I think you're possibly – I think you could possibly see Johnny Gargano versus Matt Riddle at the next pay-per-view, that next takeover. Oh, that sounds fun. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Has that ever happened on the indies? It may have. Riddle's fought a lot of people. I know he fought Suzuki once in this weird, like, blood sport match. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I always see Riddle, like, in these, like, like, progress wrestling or other, like, especially, like, shows over in England where he's wrestling, like, big-name, like, wrestlers, like, over there. I know him and Keith Lee have had, like, thousands of matches against each other. Yeah, his, supposedly his dream is to retire Barack Lesnar. I'm like, okay, man, good luck with that. That'd be awesome. (laughs) That's his dream, his dream. So, so let that be known. Uh, so well, maybe one day you'll see Matt Riddle against Lesnar. So mm-hmm. I don't trust Vince to book that, but you know, what? listening to Matt Riddle talk is fucking hilarious. Like, just he is the stereotypical bro for sure. Like he is the king of the bros. He, I feel like Vince is gonna look at him and, and give him a Shaggy Scooby Doo gimmick. I I know that's I feel what like I'm afraid of. Shaggy. I'm like really scared yeah. on how they're going to book what if? him and uh, Velveteen on the main roster. That's what I'm really worried. He's about. probably gonna he's gonna look at Matt Riddle and he's gonna, we're gonna call you the Riddler. You know, they're gonna give him like a green suit and everything. <laughs> I dude, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Nothing would surprise me with Vince anymore. But uh, who do you got in this match <laughs> with Ricochet and Gargano? Uh, I'll pick Gargano because since he turned heel, he's got to win to just well. Well, he turned something. He turned his character. So mm-hmm. by changing his character, he has to win to justify it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a mistake that the main roster has made when they turned Nakamura and he lost, like, he, he got, like, how many title shots against AJ and like didn't win? Three or four. Like, that really hurt. Yeah, that really hurt him. And then um, who else did they do that to? Didn't they, um, like, they did it with, like, when Brian, when he turned, they got a right of him. He turned and he won. Like, that's mm-hmm. how it should work. But, uh. So typically speaking, like whenever somebody turns, they need to win to justify whatever. Otherwise, yep. it just comes off as a waste of time. So I'm going to go ahead and predict Gargano to win here. Yeah, and on that Nakamura note, it blows my mind that like they didn't just have him win the match at WrestleMania due to a low blow or something like that. Just like totally f- fucking shocked the crowd. Because like, the crowd was like yeah. really shocked after that. But like that would have just 
that's all everybody would have been talking about the next day. Like, which I guess if you look back on, it, I guess that's really all everybody was really talking about anyways. But like you said, he needed mm-hmm. a title win. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we both got Gargano. Moving on, let's go to the tag team NXT Tag Team Championship, Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders. Uh, I actually, this one's up in the air for me. This is the one match I think on the card. Like, I don't really know which. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nope. There's, I mean, is there really any other tag team that's like a viable like choice to beat Undisputed Era at this point? Not really. The tag team division has always been NXT's weakest area, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's, it's, it was never really good. Um, many of the tag teams that have been called up have not done well in the main roster either. Um, the tag team was, and I've said this before, Aaron always gets triggered. The tag team division was good in the beginning because Dusty was there. And when Dusty died, that was when it fell off. Yeah, so I, that's, I, that's, not triple, that's not Triple H's thing. Triple H is good at, at marketing the girls. And he's good at marketing singles guys, you know, the the Owens and the Rollins and yep. guys like that. But t- tag teams are not Triple H's area. The, the tag teams have consistently been like if you if you looked at NXT's tag team history, it's either really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. There's It's never like in the middle. So um, I like um, what's that dude's name? I, I like that one British team. Uh, the, what's the guy? Uh, Only Lorcan and that other dude. Oh, um, uh, Danny Birch. Yeah, I like those two. I remember they had like a, a kick-ass match with Undisputed Era, yeah, uh, one that, of the takeovers. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, I, I like those dudes. So those are a few British guys I like. I like them. Um, yeah, Undisputed Era is cool. I was kind of, I'm kind of confused. I'm not complaining. I mean, like I follow Red Dragon and Ring of Honor and New Japan for so long. Mm-hmm. So when Bobby got hurt, I thought that they were just going to do Roddy and Kyle as a temporary team until Bobby healed up, and then Bobby is healed up, but they're still. They're still doing Kyle and Roddy as a team, so I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. this is weird. I mean, yeah. they're a good, they're a good team yeah. too. I mean, I just prefer Red Dragon. That's mainly because I'm just so used to Red Dragon. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've watched mm-hmm. them for years. So, but yeah, this is really hard to call. Um, War Machine, they've been chasing them this whole time. They don't have to win, I guess. They could. I could see like Undisputed Era like retaining via shenanigans and then they could do like another match at the next takeover with some kind of stipulation like uh false count anywhere or or something to that effect um i want to predict undisputed era to retain but i don't i don't think i don't necessarily think they're gonna pin them like i could see them winning by dq count out or if there's gonna be like a fuck finish it's gonna be in this match i think yep yep totally agree um I'm actually I'm gonna go, man. Normally with like takeovers, you don't see a lot of like title changes like in one night. And if I'm picking Gargano to win the title from Ricochet, I guess it's just two and two. I'm gonna have to go with War Raiders. I think like they're gonna do it, but at the same time, like you said, I could also see that maybe like a fucky finish and maybe like a disqualification finish too, where it continues the story. Right, I could totally, totally way, see I, that happen. I think I think we can. I think we're going to both agree that we don't think the story is ending with this match. It will most likely continue. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. All right, let's move on to the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair. Uh, I think it's this is the match. I mean, I am not a fan of Bianca Belair like at all. 
like at all. <laughs> I think like when she when I watch her wrestle, to me, it's like I can see the spots coming before it happens because she's already preparing for like a move that's going to happen, and it's like it's very noticeable and it drives me crazy. Like, and that's my thing on that. But I think Shayna Baszler is going to definitely retain the title here. This is a weird match because they're both heels, right? Bianca's kind of a face now in a way. She kind of turned face with Nikki Cross, like kind of to the point where like the crowd like respected her like a little more after that. And she's been kind of playing mm-hmm. to the crowd a little more now. But uh, she's okay. totally the face in this like match. Well, aren't those two girls, those other two four horsewomen, I'm not familiar with them. Don't they help Shayna sometimes? Yes. Yeah. Then that'll probably happen here. I don't. I don't. I don't see Shayna winning the match clean. There'll be some shenanigans. Yeah. This 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 feat will probably continue to the next takeover as well because um, I think Dakota Kai tore her ACL, so she'll be out yep. for a while. Um, they just called Lacey Evans to the main roster. Nikki's on the main roster now. Um, see, I think. Uh, I think what's her name? I think they're going for. Uh... I actually think this is going to be a one-off. I think Bianca loses, and I think this is going to set up towards uh, uh what's her uh, name? Iro Shai Shirai, I think her name is. Didn't she just show up there though? Yeah, but it seems like that they're pushing her like really like because she was involved in the last NXT Women's Title match. She was the one that like ran down and like helped out. Uh, what's her name against mm-hmm. uh, Shayna, Kyrie? Uh, I see what you're. I see what you're saying, but. I think this might continue because they just caught up Lacey Evans and mm-hmm. Nikki Cross. So I don't see what Bianca would do after that then. They wouldn't call her up too. She needs to be down there a little bit more. But yeah, I, I think those two other four horsewomen will probably interfere. There might be some shenanigans in this match too. But if Shayna wins, I don't see her winning clean. I know she usually prefers to win via submission. So yeah, there there might be some shenanigans or something. And Bianca seems to be the kind of character where she's kind of on her own. I don't think she's made any friends, so there wouldn't be anyone to help her. Yeah, right, right. That's mm-hmm. and okay. to me, that's why I kind of think it's going to be a one off because like the whole this whole story basically is Bianca Belair is undefeated, and that's like her gimmick is that like she's undefeated. So for me, it's kind of right. like. When she, if she loses this match, it's kind of like okay, now what else? Because that's your whole gimmick is based off being undefeated. Well, that's the problem with any kind of streak where someone's undefeated. You got to give them a character, mm-hmm. also keeping them undefeated. I feel like the only the only company that really did that right. One of the few things TNA did right was uh, that period of time when Samoa Joe was in TNA and the early like NWA TNA days mm-hmm. where he I, I forgot how long Joe was undefeated. He was undefeated for a while. He yeah. was undefeated for like almost a year, and he was he was undefeated. But they still built him as the Samoan submission machine. So when Kurt Angle beat him, it didn't kill him because he still had a character. Whereas with people like Goldberg and Oscar, like their character was, I'm undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. when they lost, that that was pretty much it for them. They didn't knew what to do with them after that. So at least Oscar recovered. So exactly, and that's that's exactly like what a, my. What I was trying to say, too, and especially with Bianca Belair, it's like, what else is there to her besides that she's undefeated? And I feel like she's not ready for the main roster, but she's not even close ready, in my opinion. And I think if she stays down in NXT for, like, another year or two, I think she's going to be, like, a great wrestler. But right now, I just don't – I'm just – I just don't see her, like – I don't see her, like – 
as a believable person to beat Shayna. That's I think that's why like I'm kind of shitting on this match. And yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's basically it. I just don't I just don't see her as a viable like person to beat Shanna. This should honestly be Candice LeRae because like I think that makes sense because they've been kind of feuding on and off like for the past like year and a half now or not year and a half but like a year in NXT and unless that's what they're going for for the next takeover. So mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But like you said, there's so many people in NXT now. It's like I don't know. That's just me. Uh, who you got? Shayna winning this match? Um, I I uh, I have her retaining, but not by pinfall or submission. I, I could see it being a DQ, hmm. or I, I think those two girls will do something. Mm-hmm. I don't know their names. The other two MMA girls, Jessica Duke, and I don't know the other one. Not... Yeah. I don't know their names, but I, I see them interfering or doing. I could see, I could see Bianca like having her um, beaten, and she pins them, and then like they like pull her out of the ring, and the referee calls for a DQ. I could or see something. that totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but based off that, if that happens, then that means the tag match will probably have a finish too, because you can't have too many screwy finishes in one show. That's exactly. that's that's how that's how Russo gets a hard on. You know, Russo likes to masturbate stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, like that's this is why I think Shayna actually is just gonna like straight up beat her because I think the DQ finish is gonna be in that tag match, especially since Adam Cole doesn't have a match on this pay per view. Yeah. See, even Cole can't get a match. Too much talent. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, shit. This is the first takeover in what like five or six takeovers that's not featuring Velveteen and Adam Cole. I think on the show. There's there's really nothing for them to do anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of appreciate that because on the main roster, they would just have a match just to have one. Yeah. yeah. And it would kill time, making the show longer than it should be. So I do like that about TakeOvers. They don't have many matches, but each match has a story, and mm-hmm. it has a reason to be there. So. Yep, totally agree. Totally agree. All right, let's get it to the main event of NXT TakeOver Phoenix. NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black. Um uh, yeah, I don't see Tommaso losing this title. Oh, Champa's still champion? Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> Do you like Champa? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I know Champa. I know him personally. Jay oh, and did? I both know him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, He's a cool guy. He's a, when he was part of Ring of Honor, they were kind of giving him the Dolph Ziggler thing where they would push him, and then they would stop, and they would push him, and they would stop, and he'd be like, push this dude already, so... Apparently he had like um he was like uh depressed. He had like depression issues or something. I found this out from like a personal friend and that was why Ring of Honor didn't push him. But apparently he's in a better place mentally and that's great to hear. So it's nice to see him. They really haven't let him display his whole Sicilian psychopath. I think that was what he was called in Ring of Honor, Sicilian yep. psychopath or something. Mm-hmm. He can be a crazy SOB. NXT hasn't really let him show that. I think they teased it once. I remember like one episode back when DIY was still a thing. I remember the revival. I think they injured Gargano. So it was just Champa and like the revival jumped Champa. And like there's this moment where like Champa had like this sadistic look on his face and the revival was like, this dude's crazy. <laughs> they just yeah, left. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just they just left and I was like, Where's this going? And but it never went anywhere. It was like a tease. And I was like, Oh, oh well. So anyway. Um, 
Yeah, this would be a cool main event. Um, it'd have to be a straight up match though, because there can't be any screwy finishes. So yeah, um, yeah I don't think there's gonna I, be a screwy finish, honestly. Yeah, it's just it, this will be a first because Alistair um, rarely loses clean. There's mm-hmm. every, each time so far it's lost. There's been you know some. I, th- I think each time he's lost, so f- he hasn't really lost clean, clean. Not really. He's kind of got the whole Hulk Hogan thing going on. So, because the only real clean loss he had was in that one Fatal Four Way, whenever it was. I think it was like one of the last episodes of NXT 2017. Yeah, I think there was like a Fatal Four Way match. I think it was Cole Black pinned Gargano. Him, uh, no, Gargano pinned him um, to become the number one contender. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Lars, Lars, Black, Gargano, and there was like one other person. I can't remember. It was like the last episode of NXT in 2017. I want to say it was was Adam Cole that was in that match because I think Undisputed Era kind of distracted like uh, Aleister Black, and I think that Gargano got the win off of like some like, like he, it wasn't like his, like Gargano, like I think picked up the win out of like just took advantage of the situation like basically mm-hmm. and that set up cole and uh right right black for that takeover i think that's right well um just based off this um i'm just i could see black winning i'm just looking at like who needs it more um black doesn't really have anything else really to do in nxt mm-hmm. he's been there for a while i think he's he's his gimmick is pretty over um yeah. I fear for him on the main roster. Like I fear for everybody that gets caught up on the main yeah. roster. I think uh, SmackDown would be a better fit for him because SmackDown is more wrestling oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I could totally see Black appear in a Rumble as well. So um, I like Black, but I, I, I can see the reasoning for wanting to keep the belt on Champa for a little bit longer. So uh, I'm just trying to visualize Black losing clean, and I can't see it. So, but I mean, Nakamura lost clean to Rude. Yeah, I didn't think the matches were any good, but he did lose clean to Rude. But um, so I guess I'll predict Champa to win just because I, I think that's I don't really see what else Black can do in mm-hmm. NXT. So, yeah, I think uh, for me, anyways, I think um, I think this is where you the, I think it's going to be like one of the first times you see Black lose clean, and I think he's going to be possibly done in NXT. Maybe do like the Finn Balor route where like. He lost his last takeover match and like comes out and he's like, "What else do I have to do?" And then maybe puts over one other person on his way out, like kind of how Balor did to Nakamura, um, right? Or he just loses and just goes right up to the main roster and possibly at the Rumble. And I could totally see that happening. Yeah, and yeah, I, hopefully he ends up on SmackDown. That's what I would do. Yeah, there's like Jim and I were just talking about this the other day. We were like. Out of anybody on the NXT roster, can you see anybody, like, do you want anybody called up on Raw? I'm just like, fuck no. <laughs> like, I want everybody to go to SmackDown <laughs> right now. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I have uh, Champa for sure winning. And I think Champa loses his title at the TakeOver before uh, WrestleMania. I know Brooklyn was supposed to be, like, the NXT's, like, that's kind of, like, their, like, big, like, WrestleMania-type, like, show. Like, the be-all, end-all for NXT. But... Uh, SummerSlam's not in Brooklyn next year, is it? I thought they left there. Didn't they say they were leaving? That's what I thought, too. Right. So, and 
they kind of did this last year where they were kind of like the takeover before mania it kind of seemed bigger than brooklyn last year in my opinion and i think they're gonna make the takeover mm-hmm. before mania like the big big nxt show now no that's that's pretty cool i'll yeah. be down with that yeah same and especially with the way that everything's being booked right now and i to me that's just what it seems like that they're doing that's where we're heading like i think we're gonna see a lot of big big matches at the next takeover Mm-hmm. Also, of- one last thing: the name the name of this venue will be the Talking Stick Resort Arena. Uh, whoever comes up with these arena names, can you like put them in an assembly line and just like shoot them? Wait, that's the real name? Yes, the Talking Stick Resort Arena. Actual <laughs> real name. Fuck? Yeah, these are so dumb, dude. That's horrible. Business owners are weird. Yeah, I know. That's Jessica, weird. look this up. It's Talking Stick Resort Arena. Yep. That's 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 strange. Like that's probably one of the strangest names I think I've ever heard for like an arena. Yeah, if you ever get bored, like a lot of fans don't do this. Whenever you're doing, whenever you're doing prediction show, mm-hmm. just check out the different venue names. You'd be surprised just how many loopy, crazy, absurd names they have, and like no one knows. Yeah. People just don't pay attention, I guess. Well, it's like uh, I think New Orleans has the Smoothie King Arena. Oh yeah, I know about that one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's just as goofy. St. Louis. I'm trying to think if we had any goofy names. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. We just changed the Enterprise Center for our where the Blues play hockey, where we normally have Raw and SmackDown and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's like normal to me though. Like when like a big big company like takes over like that. That, but that one that you just said, that's just that's blowing my mind. <laughs> Since we're uh, talking about arenas, there's a good transition to. Um... Uh, Royal Rumble. So to those that don't, I think everyone knows, but Royal Rumble is going to be in Chase Field. Yep. So this is pretty cool for me because this is the first uh, WWE pay per view that's been in the baseball field since WrestleMania 19, which we still haven't done. I, I wanted to do the big debate show on the big mystery of WrestleMania 19. I've, I've invited Aaron to do it several blows times. And my I know mind, dude. Like that yeah. blows my mind. And I know why he's avoiding it, because he would have to acknowledge Triple H is an overrated douchebag. But anyway, that's why he that's why he avoids it. He always he always avoids topics where Triple H is the back. I have noticed that. So anyway, one of these days we, we will do. Uh, I, I know. How about we do the WrestleMania 19 thing before WrestleMania, like, you know, closer to like, you know, like April or something. We can do it then, yeah, I guess. Shit, I would have been um, doing like a review of like a WrestleMania, like one a week or something like that. Like if we could, if we could all like do that, like that would like, that might be pretty fun. Like review like one old WrestleMania at a time. But, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, uh, one of the reasons why I brought up the uh, Chase Field thing is uh, what has me the most excited is uh, Daniel Bryan. He said this; he hasn't confirmed it, but uh, Daniel Bryan has teased that they might have the walkway be the dugouts. You know, like how the baseball teams have the dugouts and, and players come that out of the dugout and stuff. Fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he says that right now it's looking like that for the Royal Rumble, the entryway might be the dugout. So the so the wrestlers will literally come out of the dugout and then they run to the ring. So I, I mean when I was a kid, um the the number one thing I loved about wrestling was just the uh, the sets. Yeah. You know, like I used to love watching the sets. I used to, WCW, one thing about WCW, they had so much money. They, WCW had so much creative sets. I love the mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc set and the uh, 
Bash at the Beach set. And uh, in 2000, WWF had some great sets, too. I like the, the Royal Rumble set in Madison Square Garden in 2000, with, like Car Crash. Uh, yeah. They had like an Armageddon set. Um, so I, I always like the shorter ones. I always like the shorter like entryways, like at Madison Square Garden. I don't know why. I just loved it. Yeah, it just looked more official, looked yeah. like more legit, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love the set. So, but yeah, Brian teased that there might be some type of set for Rumble, and that the wrestlers might enter from the dugout. So, I'm I'm a mark for stuff like that. Just visually, it's like so many of the WWE shows look the same, and if they put more effort to make their sets look different, it really adds a lot to a show. So hopefully we'll have to see that. It hasn't been confirmed, but I know Brian teased that like an interview like two weeks ago. So, dude, I totally agree with you on that. I miss like the old. I miss the old sets and stuff. How that was like one of the best things about like tuning into a pay per view for me when I was a kid was like, what does the set look like? And like, uh, I remember uh, I think the Rumble in two thousand six. Like I really liked like the old like Roman times like looking like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. They yeah. had, like, knights, like, opening the door for the wrestlers. I thought that was just unique, and uh, they don't do stuff like that anymore. Like you said, like, I remember No Mercy, I think, had, like, oh, no, it was Bad Blood, like, had, like, blood drops, like, dropping, like, like a giant blood drop. Mm-hmm. It was just unique. One of, the, one of the cooler things I liked about uh, Impact in the beginning, like, when, when they have, when Impact first kind of, like, when they left the asylum and when they went to the Impact Zone, like, kind of... And their and their heydays when it was really good, like two thousand five, two thousand six, was uh they had two entryways, one for faces and one for heels. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I love the uh, WWE backlash, the yeah. the little axes that went back and forth. Yeah. I love that one. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, I love the big fist that SmackDown used to have. They always do raw retros. They like retro raw. They should do like a retro SmackDown for just sure. out of curiosity. To see like how many folks would tune in, like do do a ruthless aggression SmackDown for one night. I'm curious to see like what the what the ratings for that would be. I would certainly watch if they went like retro SmackDown for one night. I would watch that definitely, definitely. I would totally watch that. Um, I'm gonna so if I'm gonna send you. So I just watched the Royal Rumble 2004. This has to be one of the worst stage like designs though. There was just that was just such a fuck it like stage setup. If you remember, let me see. I haven't seen that one in a long time. I just sent it to you. Um, that has okay. to be one of the worst. Like that was like just we're fuck this. Like basically, like whoever <laughs> makes the set designs, we're just like fuck it. Like it's just nothing's there. <laughs> it's just like a small little Titantron. It's basically like the raw, like nineteen ninety, like eight, like raw stage, but like. They didn't know how to draw a square properly. Like properly, <laughs> it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just sent it to you. It's one of the weirdest, like weirdest set designs I think I've ever seen. I was like, what? Like 2004 had some pretty cool set designs, and this is what oh, we did. Oh, okay, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah, that that was a fucking design. <laughs> lazy that you. <laughs> that was seriously just like fuck it. There is a. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into the Royal Rumble. I'll start with the pre-show matches. Um, this pre-show match is sad to me because what a year can do to somebody. And it's the United States Championship with Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Like Nakamura goes Wait, from winning the Rumble. Didn't to they pre-show. say they were getting rid of? Didn't they say they were getting rid of rematches clauses? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nakamura. Oh, shit. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 
I think yeah. um, I don't think Nakamura's used his rematch clause. Actually, it's more of the uh, uh, he okay. attacked Rusev and like it somehow inadvertently like hit Lana in the process, and then Nakamura just keeps attacking Rusev backstage. That's basically been their whole like rivalry. But one thing I will say about these two, which never in a million years would I have thought of this. They have like really good chemistry together. Like they put on really good matches, and it's a shame that this is on not, the pre-show. I'm not surprised. Usually, the more different the style is, the better it is. Two different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the difference the year makes. Uh, there's not much you can say. And, and from what I'm hearing, Rusev is really just going to be a placeholder. They want to get the belt on Almas so that he can fight um, Ray Ray at Mania. That's what I'm hearing. Probably like in the opener. Which would be a great match. So totally okay. Um, I don't that. know what that. Yeah. So, but uh, it is what it is, man. Uh, SmackDown is not perfect. I mean, it's better than Raw, but it's not perfect either. How you can mm-hmm. have a lukewarm Rusev and a lukewarm Nakamura—that's that's beyond me. Right. But, uh, uh, yeah, but Rusev just won this title, so uh, I imagine Rusev will. Um, he he has to win because if the plan is to get the belt on Almas, then Rusev would have to lose to Almas. Makes sense too. Rusev has Lana, Almas has uh, Zelina, you know. So then they can feud for a bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave? Not Oracon Mania, probably in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is unfortunate. But yeah, it's probably how and um yeah, I, I'll predict Rusev to win here. Yeah. I- I'm going to have to go with Rusev as well. Uh, these are two guys, actually, that I could, like, totally see on Raw, like, working on Raw, too, like, in the Intercontinental title, like, picture or something, because Raw's lacking, like, some yeah. names over there. And these are two guys who are kind of floundering over in SmackDown as it is. It's like, why not send them to Raw? And no disrespect to Apollo Crews, but you can do, like, a Rusev-Bobby Lashley rivalry that I would think I think – could maybe make some good TV, especially with how goofy Rusev is. You can make fun of Lashley the whole time. Yep. But uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely picking Rusev. Man, it just sucks to see Nakamura. I'm assuming Nakamura re-signed with WWE because wasn't his contract up in November? His contract's up soon. Oh, it has. Uh, he come may up have yet? signed an extension. Yeah, I don't know his exact status. I've said this before. Dude's coasting. And I'm not convinced he's staying because one thing that a lot of New Japan fans have been saying, and it makes sense, many New Japan fans have been saying, you know, New Japan style is very strong, mm-hmm. very hard hitting. And so if he works that style in WWE, then if he went back to New Japan, his body would be worn out. And so many fans are speculating that in WWE, he's purposefully been coasting. So if he decided to go back to New Japan or AEW, his body would be in better shape. That's why he's been coasting, which is yep. a reasonable assumption to me. So I can um, totally I'm not, see. I'm not, I can yeah. totally see Naka going to AEW for sure. He would be great for AEW because if he goes there, Nakamura, he's a rare talent that fits everything. Because if you are a New Japan fan, uh, you know about that. And uh, my phone's ringing. Sorry about that. Are you good? Uh, you can go for the next. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I've called Mysterio Ray Ray like. Growing up, I think you're the one that actually, ever since you called him when we did the uh, all in preview show, um, yeah, you called him Ray Ray ever since. And I'm like, fuck, I used to call him Ray Ray all the time, and now it's like stuck with me again, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Ray Ray. <laughs> 
But yeah, so yeah, we both got Rusev going over. Let's go to the second pre-show match. That again, this sucks that they're not like if they want people to watch 205 live, these matches need to be on like the main card and have these matches steal the show because like yeah. 205 ever since Triple H has taken over, they have had that 205 in general has just been fantastic. Like it has been fucking great and I really wish that they could that especially Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy is a guy who's kind of like Mustafa Ali in my opinion that he could go to a SmackDown or a Raw and actually like get pushed and be believable. Like and uh it's the it's the one area that uh it's one of the few things that WCW did right so many times. So many times I have so many memories of Nitro starting off or a WCW pay-per-view starting off fresh with like a cruiserweight match like Rey Mysterio versus Dean Malenko or Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko or Ultimo Dragon versus Rey Mysterio so many times WCW would start off a pay-per-view with a cruiserweight match high flying it woke the crowd up mm-hmm. it got them ready you know? and then you would transition into like whatever your next match is yeah so and, I remember, um, like, and, and Austin Aries he wrote Oh, sorry, you going. No, I was just going to say, um, I just remember like how you said like that. I remember WWE, especially in the Ruthless Aggression era, they'd always kick off mm-hmm. a pay-per-view with a cruiserweight title match. Yeah, yeah, they did. And uh, I, I think Austin Aries, I mentioned it as well, because, you know, when you're part of the roster, you advertise stuff. And so some people um, were thinking that, you know, Aries and Neville may have had sour grapes. So Aries was on Twitter, and um, he was advertising WrestleMania, you know, this was back when he was still part of WWE, mm-hmm. and uh, he was advertising his match at WrestleMania, and of course he would advertise it because one, he was in it, two, he's part of the company, and, and three, he was just trying to, you know, bring publicity to it, and then some fan had commented saying, "Are you mad that you didn't get paid?" And then Aries revealed that he wasn't even aware that he didn't get paid until he looked up into it. So <laughs> to any fans out there that say pre-show doesn't matter it does matter because uh when the wrestlemania dvd i think that was wrestlemania 33 um when that dvd came out the um the pre-show was not part of that dvd so that means that if you're on the pre-show you don't get royalties and also if you have the wwe network account if you go into wwe network and if you look at wrestlemania 33 um aries neville is not part of it so they didn't get royalties for that either so um, that hurts them financially and was just one of the many reasons why uh, Neville was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And when you consistently are put on the pre-show, what that tells a casual fan is this doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically the, 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 the stuff of the lowest amount of intrigue is put on the pre-show. So when you're put on the pre-show all the time, you're, you're telling the casual fan this doesn't matter. So, you know, that's why it's just really hard for fans to care about 205. I, I, I understand why a casual, why would a casual care? What have they done to make a casual believe exactly. this is something that they should watch? They and, haven't done anything. And this is where, like, they could easily, like, get the casual fan on board with something like this, especially, like, uh, so for me, it's like you look back at Survivor Series and the best, prob- probably the best match of the night aside from, uh, Brian and Lesnar was the cruiserweight championship match, and the crowd was going yeah. fucking nuts for that match too. And chanting two hundred five and like 
Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali tore the house down. And you look back at since SummerSlam. This is the Royal Rumble. Since this is the Royal Rumble, I don't see why this wouldn't be. This, since this is the Rumble, like the folk. Usually in the Rumble, you have less singles matches anyway. Mm-hmm. So since it's the Rumble, I would have just had this be the opener. That's what I would do if I was booking this. But I mean, you know. This is probably going to be the first match on the pre-show, I bet. I bet you, like, half the arena is not even going to be there. Yeah. It's so stupid. And, like, what's crazy to me is that, like, so these pay-per-views now, all all pay-per-views are four hours now. And except for WrestleMania, I think it's probably, like, five or six, which is a fucking ridiculous. Crazy. But, um... Yeah. But so if all pay-per-views are that long, you're telling me you can't fit in this Cruiserweight title match, especially so that basically is telling me that the two Rumble matches are going to be long. Like, and no disrespect to the women, but like, can they hold, like, can they hold the fans attention for that long for an hour? Especially if this, this is why I think Becky Lynch is definitely going to be in the Rumble. Like I think they need as much star that's, power that's as they I, can. Yeah, that's why I don't. I'm not a fan of the whole two rumbles thing because one's enough. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna, if you're telling me they're gonna do two rumbles from now on, I'm sorry. Each year I'm just gonna pick one to watch, and I'll just watch highlights of the other one. See, and the this- rumble I'll watch will be whichever one's the most interesting to me at that particular point in time. Right now, at this point, I'm more interested in the men's rumble because no name stands out. Whereas with the female Rumble, I can I have a pretty good idea what they're going to do, and we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But I'm not watching two Rumbles. I'm sorry, I don't have the attention span for that. <laughs> See, like no for way. me, like this is ever since I was a little kid, this has been my favorite pay per view. I love the Rumble, so of course I eat it up. But now yeah. I eat it up even more because now we can gamble on it <laughs> with like the Rumble pool. That's, <laughs> so maybe if you like jumped into our Rumble pool next year, maybe you would like the Rumble a little more. Uh how much money is on the line? So it's ten dollars per rumble match. So the winner walks away with three hundred dollars. If you if you win the match, so if you say if you win one match, you win three hundred. But if you're lucky enough to win both rumbles, which I highly doubt is going to happen, you can walk away with six hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you get like one number, whoever comes out that number. But uh, we'll get into that a little later because I have because we'll talk about yeah who's winning that but with the cruiserweight championship fatal four-way uh buddy murphy akira tozawa hideo itami kalisto i totally think buddy murphy's retaining the title kalisto's hilarious lucha stuff <laughs> you can't cut a promo to save his life <laughs> L- oh do some lucha stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> god yeah that's fine yeah i'll predict buddy to retain yeah, he's he's got to change his name, though. That's not that's not a marketable name. To <laughs> change his name, hopefully really he gets not. to repackage. Um, Hideo. The one thing is they could pull a swerve, and I could totally see Hideo Itami actually winning. They're pushing him a lot more on two hundred five right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which that's is, good for him. Yeah, I think it's kind of fucking deserved at this point. I mean, the guy's had such bad luck with injuries and stuff, man. Like. Um, but with Buddy Murphy, I'm drawing a blank on the 205 uh, roster right now. I felt like that they were pushing towards like a baby face, like they're kind of making somebody else like a little like to face Buddy Murphy maybe in a couple months. 
especially at, maybe at like Mania. But I, man, I'm drawing a blank on the people that are down there right now because all the these three, aside from Adeo Itami, Akira Tozawa, and Kalisto, I just don't see becoming champion and being like a viable babyface to run the show, kind of like Cedric Alexander did. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I'm drawing. That's fair. I see what you're saying. I'm missing somebody that's in 205 right now. That's like a kind of a bigger name that's totally like, I think on the rise is like a baby face name and I cannot think of it. But anyway, um, but like Cedric Alexander, um, he's somebody I can actually see being in the men's rumble personally. Yeah. He'd do well in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, that's going to, this is driving me crazy. I'm going to think about I'm going to sit on this. I'm going to think about it, maybe come back to it. But let's get into the rest of the matches for the Rumble. Uh, let's start with uh, probably the match. So do you think they're going to kick off the show with the tag team title match, or do you think they'll kick off a show at the Rumble? They should kick it off of a Rumble. I, th- I was booking a Rumble would start and a Rumble would end. Like, separate it. Mm-hmm. You know, that way you don't exhaust the crowd. The so only thing- I would have it start off of a Rumble. The only thing with that, it has to be the men's rumble to start. And I just don't see, I just can't see this show not ending with the men's rumble this year. Unless it's who I think might win the women's and that would make the crowd happy. If you get where I'm going at. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into mm-hmm. that. We'll get into that. Man, let's, let's go to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Bar versus the Miz and Shane. Um, what do you, what do you think is going to happen in this match? I don't know. All I know is the fans aren't reacting to this story. Not at all. Um, they're not. I love the minutes. But this this just this story is the drizzling shits. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. some people are saying some people are saying this is going to lead to uh, Shane turning on the Miz. But they did a babyface Miz turn before. It didn't work. Yeah, it did not work. He was I... a face before. He was he was intercontinental. I was at that show by the way. He was at rest. He was the intercontinental. No, Wade Barrett was the intercontinental champion. He beat Wade Barrett, and then Wade beat his ass the next night, and the fans cheered. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what match, think would be it? any different. It was, yeah, it was. It was it was a pre-show match. So they, I don't I don't. This just no matter what you call this, there's no positive. Either Shane turns on Miz, and I guess a heel Shane would be cool, but. A face Miz just doesn't work. He's just a he's a he's a career heel. Yeah. Or you could have Miz turn on Shane, but again, nobody would care. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I mean, at least it's different. You know, it's different because it gives the bar a different team to face. But I just noticed that the fans just aren't reacting to this at all. Well, so, I th- I think they're um, kind of like obviously the bar is gonna. No, go go ahead. Sorry. I said, obviously, the bar is going to retain. Shane and Miz aren't winning, obviously. It's just, you know, whatever the plan is for Miz and Shane, I'm just simply saying it's not working, and I'm not seeing fans reacting to it. There's mm-hmm. no buzz with this story. It's just strange, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, and, like, I think they're kind of stuck with the story at the moment because this story started before they announced that there was going to be no more GMs. And I think that kind of fucked up the story, like moving forward, because now it's like, right? If mm-hmm. Shane turns, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what's, what's the point now? It's like Shane's not gonna be able to fuck him over, yeah. like keep him holding back. And it's like what you said though, like 
Miz is a career heel. Like I was at Raw 1000 when he beat Christian for the Intercontinental title, and he was a face. And the crowd, the crowd kind of reacted, but it was kind of like at the same time we we're like, oh okay, Miz is champion again. Or that was the first yep. time he won the Intercontinental title, which is <laughs> crazy to me that the first time he won the Intercontinental title was at Raw 1000. It's like, how many times he has he just like kind of hot potatoed the like the title and it just went back and forth between him and somebody else. Miz is just, he's really stuck now. He's mm-hmm. hes stuck. It doesn't matter what he does. He's one of those guys that's kind of done everything, really. So, But uh, this will be a cool-off match. It's definitely not going to be the opener, no. This match will not be the opener. It's going to be a cool-off. It has to be a cool-off after something else. Probably one of the Rumble matches. Yeah. So, Man. I'm you got to just... open the match. If you, you have to, The opener has to be a match fans are looking forward to. No one's looking forward to this. No offense to any of the guys involved. What's crazy yeah. is that this is why I don't understand why the fatal flyer, like whoever's doing the like the timing of the show, this is like kind of throwing me for a loop here. This show has to be like really hard to like time and book because in the, in the pace of the show, because aside from this tag team title match, the rest of the show is literally you could main event the show behind like every match could be a yeah. main event match. And I think the show might kick off with our next match we're going to talk about. And it could be Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's title. Like, I'm looking at the rest mm-hmm. of the card. It's like, what else could open? Maybe Asuka and Becky could open? And that would, and that's going to go into the Women's Rumble. That probably, the safe thing to open, probably, the, probably the safe thing to open with would be the WWE title match. That was shit on the title more, but I could see them doing that because so mm-hmm. many times the Rumble would start off with the World Heavyweight Championship match when that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I could I could see the WWE title being the opener. And honestly, I'm okay with I'm okay with that because that will definitely get the crowd going. Yeah, it could. But since you mentioned Ronda, Sasha will go there. Right. Um, I'm not I'm I'm not convinced that uh that uh whatever ronda's doing at mania will be for the raw women's title it could be for the smackdown title easily Mm -hmm. so there's this perception where fans are just assuming that it'll be for the raw title you know that's not the case it could be for becky's title or whoever the smackdown champion is um and i think it's and like i said before that the aew effect is in full the a the aew effect is in full force without um, a doubt people say wwe's not paying attention to ew and i say it is because right now like raw still bad raw still a god-awful show mm-hmm. but if you've been watching raw there's a lot of talents who basically have been doing nothing for two years and all of a sudden they're being used like last raw you had Ryder and hawkins tease a reunion the major brothers they're using apollo cruz more the major brothers, they're 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 using the revival in a shitty but a storyline, and now all of a sudden, after having Sasha Banks basically do absolutely nothing for all of 2018, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden she's in a in a raw women's title match. Like that's not a coincidence. Like they see what's going on, oh, so yeah. they're they're seeing Balor, yeah, and there's and Almas too. Almas Almas counts as well because he was just kind of there on SmackDown. Now all of a sudden he's having kick ass matches. Like yep. this is no coincidence. Like literally, when AEW gets confirmed. All of a sudden, these people you weren't doing anything with, you're you're using them, and I see what's going on here. You're using them to make them happy, so that way, you know, when they get that phone call, like, "Hey, we got this. Do you want to come here?" Like, they might be more entitled to stay or something. So, yep. 
I'm not convinced. So I, I could totally see Sasha winning here. It might seem random, and it would be random, but I could totally see her winning to satisfy her and keep and keep her happy. Because WWE, if you notice, they don't really fire people anymore. They really don't. Unless you just yeah. really fuck up, they don't fire you. They keep you. They're, they're trying to keep everybody. They don't want anyone to go anywhere else. They want yep. to keep everyone there at their company. So... They don't want to lose Sasha Revival, no matter how useless the person is. They don't want to. They don't want to lose anyone. They want to keep everybody. Mm-hmm. Every single person that leaves could hurt them. So I could totally see Sasha winning this. Not for any of the other stories that may have been reported today, but I, I could see Sasha winning solely based off AEW. Yeah. Because the big story about AEW to me is that Penelope Ford uh, girl, who I'm not too familiar with. All I know about Penelope Ford was I'm pretty sure she. He had a tryout for WWE, and it seemed like everything was, you know, written. Or she was just going to be part of the uh, next NXT training class, but mm-hmm. apparently she changed her mind and chose AEW instead. So if she chose AEW, then that means whatever AEW offered was more than what WWE offered. So if they could convince her to, you know, to to switch, then just imagine what they could do to people that are already there. Yeah. And um, what's her name? Um. Thing. what's her name she was an impact she was part of all in um uh, she's like uh, the hot mess laurel oh uh laurel, chelsea laurel green something uh, uh, yeah chelsea chelsea now she's too far in if she, if she had waited a little bit longer AEW would have got her too i think For she sure. already like did her tryout and i think wwe already signed her yeah she's but in nxt had wwe mm-hmm. been like maybe right right had wwe been like maybe two or three months later AEW would have got her too so they they lucked out her so but um, but anyway, back to the match though. Um, Sasha against Ronda. This will be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice to see Sasha have a singles match in a while. Again, hasn't really done anything all of 2018. So it's like they just suddenly realized, oh yeah, we can use Sasha again. Which to me is why I'm saying like I could totally see her winning. But anyway, um, I guess I'll do the safe prediction, and the safe thing would be to predict um, Ronda to win. But um. I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha won, though. So always be surprised. Always be prepared for that one swerve just in case. Mm-hmm. See, like, this is where WWE and the booking lately, especially at least for with Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte, gets me, like, excited and, like, uh, interested in what they're doing because it's actually – it could go so many different ways. And I think that's the – one thing that WWE misses when they book, like especially main roster shows, when they book this stuff, they're like, I remember back in the day, it could go so like some like outcomes could go so many different ways. And now when you look at it today and this could all be, you could pin it all on Brock Lesnar, honestly, because raw is so just on the stranglehold of Lesnar. That's holding back the entire show that we know there's only one outcome and one way that we're going with that. With this, there's like mm-hmm. several different outcomes that could happen. And I'm excited just to see, just to watch this story like play out. Um, I do think Ronda is winning though, only because I think WWE wants it to be a big deal when Ronda loses her first match. Like, I think they're going to make that like a mm-hmm. big, big deal. And I just don't see Ronda losing until WrestleMania. And that's why I'm mm-hmm. picking her to okay. go over. But on the AEW thing, f- real quick, um, it's crazy to me that 
when you see, like, especially on social media, you used to see all these people just shit on WWE, just constantly shit on WWE and, like, be all for the elite and stuff. And now when the AEW got announced, all of a sudden on social media, you're seeing, like, people shit on AEW and, like, stick up for WWE. It's like, what the fuck just happened? And, like, it's crazy to me. It's fucking crazy to me. And it's crazy to me that people don't think AEW is going to be successful. Because the guy who's supporting this and putting all the money into it, he Tony Khan has more money than Ted Turner did when he started WCW. That blows my mind. Yep. Like, and if people don't Jericho think they said himself, this was the biggest deal he ever got offered. Yeah, so that says a lot right there. Exactly. And like, ever it, it blows biggest deal ever. <laughs> like that's insane. That's fucking insane, and it blows my mind that people don't think that they're gonna la- that they're not gonna land a like a big TV deal. They're totally gonna land a huge TV deal, and they're gonna be legit competition to WWE, like for sure. And if what people I'm, don't, what I think, what I think we're gonna get, what I think we're gonna get is um, double or nothing. I think it's gonna be this generation's Mall of America Nitro because yeah. Vince didn't take WCW seriously until he saw the Mall of America Nitro, like the the lighting the production mm-hmm. like if, if any fan hasn't if any fan if there's any younger fans listening out there if you haven't go on the network and just look at the first episode of nitro and compare it to like how raw looked at that time and you'll see what i mean like, like nitro looked so much better Dude, than what raw was putting out at that time vince took he took stuff like that really seriously they had the fireworks the fans it really looked colorful i think that's when we'll know for sure because some people still aren't taking the AEW stuff seriously if, if this dude has the amount of money, I mean, we already know how much money he has, but if he puts the amount of money in production that we think he will, double or nothing is when we will visually be like, okay, this is real. For like, sure. You know, because some people just need, they need a vision, sure. they need a, some people are visual learners. They need to visually see something to really understand like, wow, okay, this can be a thing. But, yeah. you know, that's that's still not so much later, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, I, when what you said, though, is like, people are still not taking them as a legit competition to WWE. It's like, it's already happening. Like it's already, like you said, Toph, it's already happening. Sasha's getting pushed. The revival's getting pushed. Balor's getting pushed. Almas is getting pushed. Like they're trying to protect. They're trying to be like, Oh, we'll push you guys now. We'll, we'll give you guys what you want now. It's already happening. Like mm-hmm. just, that just blows my mind. It just completely blows my mind that people are just letting that just completely fade away. And like, they're not really thinking about like everything that's going on right now. It's crazy to me. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I totally think Ronda is definitely uh, retaining. And let's move on. Let's stay with the women here, and let's go into Asuka Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Title. And if we want, let's here's what I don't get: Why are people complaining about this match? It's a fresh match. I'm never yeah. complaining about a fresh match. Right? Have they ever wrestled one on one? No, they never did. Yeah. Never. Not in NXT or on SmackDown. This is their first ever singles match ever. So I don't understand why people are complaining. Oh, we don't, we're complaining because she's not in the Rumble. Who cares? It's a fresh match. And I'm she, never going to complain about a fresh match from any company. And so. with this, I'm also, let's, let's talk about this match, but following this match, and it's probably going to get mixed in between, let's bring in the Women's Royal Rumble match as well. Because um, I think... Mm-hmm. To me, this is why I don't see the Women's Royal Rumble match starting, like kicking off the show, is because I think whoever, 
I think if Becky loses this match, I think she's going into the Women's Royal Rumble. Do you mm-hmm. do you think do you think that's what's going to happen? Do you think? And I could see Becky winning the Royal Rumble and then picking Ronda, and then Charlotte gets pissed. Charlotte then brings up her Survivor Series thing, like that she like basically beat the shit out of Ronda, and she should get a title match, and that Becky shouldn't have been in the Rumble match, and that's how you get your triple threat. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, they've done it before. You know, they've had champions, people who were in championship matches, be in the Rumble later. There's mm-hmm. really the, the main issue is that the WWE does not give the Rumble any continuity. Like to me, I, as I understand it, as a kid, when you're in a title match, you sacrifice an opportunity to be in the Rumble. At least that's how it was treated in the older days. Yeah. But then, as we got into the brand split days with a bigger roster and more names to use, that's when they kind of like very quietly kind of abandoned that. And, and there have been a few times where someone who was in a title match would still be in a rumble. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of eye rolling at times, but it just really depends on who it is. So, um, but even if Becky is not in the rumble, they could still get her in the match another way. You don't know how they're going to do it. There's so many things they could do. They could do an elimination chamber match the next um, the yep. next month to somehow that slot. So there, there's just there's you don't know how it's going to go. There's so many ways. So many there so many times we've seen a title match at Mania that involved someone that wasn't even in the Rumble. They somehow got into the match. You know, like when Benoit. Like I know people aren't supposed to talk about him, but like Benoit, he won the Rumble. So he won the Rumble. Therefore, he was supposed to challenge Triple H, and then Shawn Michaels got involved because. He was feuding with Triple H at the time, and so it became a triple threat. Mm-hmm. And that pissed off fans at the time, but Benoit still won. So, you know, another one, John Cena won the Rumble, and then he challenged Randy Orton. And then Triple H got himself involved, and I think because he was feuding with Orton at the time, you know what I mean? So, like, just because Becky is not in the Rumble, yeah. there's this idea that, oh, like, if she loses this match and she's not in the Rumble, like, no. Like, so many times they've, they've done stories where they'll get people in the match. If WWE really wants you in a match... They're right away for you to be in the match. Like, trust mm-hmm. me, they'll do oh, that. Oh yeah. So exactly. too many fans, too many, too, too many fans take the rumbles too seriously. Like, because yep. WWE doesn't take it too seriously. And I'm not saying that to throw shade. I'm just saying that because it's the truth. They don't. They don't. I've seen them. Like, I've seen them not take their own rumble stipulation seriously. You know. So how many times do they say you're going to be the main event of, of WrestleMania and then whoever wins the rumbles like third to the top or, <laughs> or kicking off? You the know, show. like they don't. They don't. Right, you know, like don't, don't people are taking this rumble thing too seriously? Like mm-hmm. just because Becky's in the rumble or if she's not, there's you know that she could still she could still be in a match regardless. So, but yeah, but anyway, as far as the Becky Oscar match itself is concerned, I'm happy because it's a fresh match. So interesting because they both have submission finishers, and um, they rarely tap out to others. But yeah. uh, since Oscar just became champion, I mean. You can't have her lose. I mean, I suppose you could, but it wouldn't make her look good. So, um, and it's not like Becky's a chicken shit heel or anything like that. She still wrestles clean most of the time. So, um, uh, I could see. Uh, I don't think there's going to be like a submission finish. I think I could see this being uh, ending like in a roll up victory, like a counter or something. Like what if, like what if like Becky goes for like the disarmor and like Oscar rolls her up or something like that. Kind of like a fluke win or something like that. But um. I can see. I, I think the finish will just be a kind of an out of nowhere finish, is what I'm predicting. No one's going to make the other tap out. 
I think it's going to be like an out of nowhere finish, sort of. That's what I'm predicting, like a counter or something like that. That's what my gut tells me. Or, or, I'm just think I'm just brainstorming here. What if? Because they're keeping Charlotte around these two. They did it on SmackDown like this past week. Also, what if Charlotte costs Becky the match? And then Becky costs Charlotte the Royal Rumble. And then a SmackDown superstar wins the Women's Rumble, picks Asuka. And then you that's where you can get Becky and Charlotte over the Raw. And kind of like something like that, it's maybe could see happening. Because to me, that almost makes yeah, the most could. sense in a way. And since you have the McMahons, one of the few good things about the McMahons being on Raw and SmackDown is that they're on both shows. And so you say, well, how do you cross-promote? Well, since they're on both shows, that's how you get it done, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, Because you could have like Vince go to both shows. Because before, you couldn't do that since they were just stuck to one show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's safe. They just got to figure out who they got to... They just got to figure out who's going to fight Asuka because right now there's no name available. Like, if you were to say, who's that big name to fight Asuka? With the current roster, there is no name. Because right. Becky, Charlotte, and uh, Ronda will fight each other. And Sasha and Bayley will most likely be competing for the tag titles if they're not already champions. And so everybody else, every other name that's available is still in progress. Mandy's still in progress. Mm-hmm. Then you have like other names like Natty, Naomi, good hands, but not a big name. Like what's that big mania match? There isn't one. Mm-hmm. And then all the other NXT people like Ember Moon or like, you know, Nikki, they're still there. So what they could do and I told this to JCD, it might piss off some fans. What they could do is they could have a random legend win the Rumble, like, say, Trish Stratus or Lita, or I could totally see, like, a Trish Stratus winning the Rumble. It's historic. Ooh, the best women's champion of all time wins the Rumble. And then Trish, like, challenges Asuka. And you could do, like, past versus, you know, future. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. But, you know, but just right now at this time, though, like, I don't see anyone from the current roster that realistically would be a draw against Oscar and would have a shot. There's no name. They're all in progress right now. Man, for me, actually, work in progress. I mean, since you just brought it up, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, there could be since WWE announced, uh, earlier this month that the winner of the rumble will get the pick. They can go from either show and pick what title they want to go for. And it almost makes me think that Ember moon could win the rumble and go over, pick Asuka, and say, like, there's unfinished business from NXT, and that writes the story itself, because the last time that they wrestled, that match was great. And and Ember was like, I was yeah, this but close the to problem getting that is, Yeah, the problem is, is that that would require fans to know about NXT, which a lot of casuals don't. I'm not yeah. against your idea, but it's like, in the grand scheme, unfortunately, a lot of people don't watch NXT. True, So. True. Which is a waste, by the way. So if if you're listen, if there's a fan listening to this, like you're already paying the nine ninety nine anyway. Like, come on, yeah. don't waste your money. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of folks that just use nine ninety nine and just watch the live. They like watch pay per views and nothing else. Like you guys do know you're paying for everything else, right? <laughs> so. See, this is, but this is what I love about I mean, the women's uh, rumble match, though, because I mean, me and you have named off like several different ways that this match could go, and it's like. That's why I'm intrigued, and that's why I think like this is probably the best story being told right now because you can go in so many different directions. But yeah, like you said, unlike the Raw, 
with Lesnar, at least there's different directions. So mm. definitely, definitely. All right. Um, but let's move on here. Let's go to uh, let's keep it in SmackDown, I guess. Let's go to the uh, well. Actually, who do you see women winning the Women's Royal Rumble? Oh, that's right. We didn't actually give a winner. Um, I'm going to predict the legend. I think someone we don't know about is going to win. One of the unadvertised people will win the Rumble. That is my prediction. Because I think they revealed like 23 of the girls or 20. There's some slots left. I think a legend's going to win. That's my prediction because um, whoever's winning the Rumble is challenging for Asuka's title. Oh, because as I said shit. before. It's going to be fucking Nikki what? Bella. <laughs> Son yeah, of a bitch, I can Tove. see that actually. There's your le- the, I'm doing air quotes here, but there's your legend. <laughs> yeah. Son oh man, I feel a little sick saying that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I could totally see her yeah. winning too. I was Yeah, it would be a draw. Not in the way we want, but that would be a draw if they couldn't get Trish. It could be Nikki. Because they're not Yeah, do I could a- see that actually. And she's going to pick Asuka. She's like, I already tried Ronda. I can't do it. Because that's how they would totally book Nikki Bella. <laughs> and, 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 and in their mind, they would think it's putting over Asuka. Right. Yeah, you're right. It probably will be Nikki. Oh, my yep. God. There you go. We, we probably just, I didn't know one's thought about this either. So that's probably it right there. Because like I said, like whatever's happening with Ronda and all that, they don't. Becky and Charlotte don't need the rumble for that to happen. That's oh, gonna happen regardless. Shit. So and if you see, so okay, this oh. is how this is how the women's rumble could kick off the show. Then if Nikki wins, that means you're definitely gonna see Becky or Ronda fuck over Charlotte in this match, or it could be both. And then there's yeah. gonna be some fuckery yeah. for the entire Charlotte, show. Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte will fuck over Becky. Yep. Then Becky will fuck over Charlotte, and then Nikki will come out, and then it's going to be like War Rumble 2015 because <laughs> when she comes out, the fans going to be like, "Fuck!" And <laughs> they're going to know exactly what's going to happen. Or then <laughs> Becky and Charlotte, after they fuck over each other, could try to fuck over Ronda, but they get so angry with each other that they're still fighting each other, and Ronda wins, and that's how it sets up furthers the story a little more. We just cracked the code here, Tove. Son of a bitch. Nikki yeah, Bella's going to win the fucking Royal Rumble, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking God. it would be a legend like Trish or Lita, but yeah, Nikki makes more sense since she's relevant. So. Fuck. Damn. Rip. Can't Paige just get cleared? That'll be fine. Can't Paige just get cleared <laughs> just for one night? If oh, only. my God. That would be a great solution. That just bummed me out. Shit. Well, now I'm not excited. I mean, all right, it's, not, it's not all bad. I mean, at least we get to watch Asuka kick her in the face. That'd that's be true. cool. That's, that's a good point. Valid point. Valid point. Um, all right, let's move on to something that's at least good. Let's go to Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. <laughs> um yeah, Brian. I just don't see Brian losing the title. Is this a regular? Is this a regular match? Yes. Oh, so no gimmick. It okay. should be a gimmick match with the story that they've been telling. It should be a gimmick match, in my opinion. Yeah. It should be like a well, no DQ. I match. know AJ said himself. Yeah, I believe AJ said himself that not not on TV, of course, but I, I know according to reports, it was he was the one that suggested to take the belt off of him because he wants to spend more. Yep. Wants some more off days. Yep. So, 
obviously, just for that reason alone, um, Brian's winning. Yeah. I yeah. hate knowing about, like, dirt sheet sources know, that really dude. kind of spoils things. Same. It totally does. <laughs> so. Like, And that's why, like, I, I remember writing, like, this article. I think I wrote it for PWP, actually, when we had the old website because it's not on the site anymore. And I remember, like, we switched domain names, I think, like, a few years ago. So all the old articles that we had on there are no longer there. And I wrote an article about you would be a happier fan if you stay off the dirt sheets. Because I remember, like, I remember just being, like, really angry with WWE and everything that they booked. And it's almost like I would see it, like, spoiled for myself. I literally went, like, six months without reading a dirt sheet. And I enjoyed the show, like, so much more. Like, it's weird and... I guess just because it brought back that unpredictability factor in a way. Because I don't know, like, I didn't know what was happening. But now, like, I'm back, kind of back into it because I feel like I kind of have to be if I'm hosting, like, this podcast and helping PWP out. And But it's like I feel like, man, the social media and the internet dirt sheets just ruined professional wrestling, like, in a way. Agreed. Yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, I totally think Brian is going over for sure um i don't know who who would good match though it'd be, it'd be a fun match who are we gonna have who are we gonna see brian face at wrestlemania that's the one that's like up in the air the there's thing. no one there's 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 no one that's been my complaint from the beginning like seeing brian as a heel is cool but smackdown's roster as it currently is does not support brian as a heel because the biggest names he could fight are also heels joe's a heel nakamura's a heel Orton's a heel. Cena's part-time. He's not there. He's not believable enough at this point to be a contender. Mm-hmm. And any other good name is on Raw. There is no there is no name. So when they first turned them heel, and this is before we knew anything about AEW, when they first turned them heel, I said, unless they somehow signed Omega, he's got no one to fight. And then JCD tried to be like, well, maybe they'll do Brian Miz with Rovers reversed, like Brian as a heel and Miz as a face. I'm like, that's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. <laughs> There's no... There's no name, you know. Mm-hmm. So all they can really do is call up somebody from NXT. And they could do that. Like, you could call up an Aleister Black and have him fight Brian. Yeah. But, like, you want to call up the yeah. dude straight from NXT and you want him to get, like, a WWE title match, like, within his first feud? Like, can you think a casual fan's going to get invested in that? That's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's um, hard because a lot of casuals don't watch uh, NXT like that. So for me, if I'm looking so, at this, I have three options I think they could go. Well, four, actually. Um, Rusev could be one, because the crowd's already completely behind Rusev. Um, You could turn Shinsuke back into a face. Maybe do that, try that. And he could be your safest bet, in a way, because I think the crowd would still get behind Shinsuke. And the crowd's still already, like, they're still behind Shinsuke, and I think maybe it depends on if he's going to re-sign or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Then you have... Mustafa Ali is the long shot, but he's already like kind of feuded with Brian here, no. and it's kind of like for maybe that foreshadows yeah. like the under the complete underdog. You watch, story. you know about like you know you know about like the Flash and the DCU and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Ali fought Brian like somewhere like on Earth too. <laughs> <Somewhere>. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some earth out there somewhere where that happens but not on this one <laughs> um and uh my other thing was maybe 
finally pushing somebody in the New Day to go after Brian. And a New Day. And I, wouldn't that be refreshing? It would be different, too. It would be. Kofi is well deserving of a world title by now, too. And I think that's. I would go Kofi over Big E, honestly. Agreed. And I don't. They had matches all the time back in the day, too. Yeah, they were good, too, on top of it. And it's like. You can't take anybody from Raw right now because Raw's already lacking. And. I just that's the those are the only four like that I see or maybe like you said Alistair Black or calling up Velveteen Dream or I don't know like and I think like calling yeah, up somebody I, from NXT is too quick crazy. to do that. Yeah, I think they really wanted to sign Omega. Yeah, because if they had signed him, then it, then it would have been like okay, fine, because he would have just showed up off day one mm-hmm. and challenged to whoever the WWE champion was. But that obviously is not what's going to happen. So it's like, well, shit. What now? Or so, do you do a safe we bet? We can at least agree. Do a safe bet and pick Jeff Hardy. Yeah, you could do Jeff Hardy. That's fine. Jeff Hardy, Brian. They had a good match last year, I remember. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could do that. But whatever's going to happen, obviously, the WWE title will not be. If, um, I, I hate to say this, but just currently, I, I can tell it's not going to be a featured title at WrestleMania. Right. It's going to be very low on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like. The or fourth match yeah unfortunately i agree and um i don't know i feel like there's a lot of options this could elevate rusev it could elevate shinsuke even more like there's they have options or fuck it make it like a fatal four-way match with that title on the line if they're gonna put it in the middle of the show why not do like four put four people in like the main like for the main title be it would be different when's the last time we've seen a fatal four-way match yeah. like for the title that didn't involve Brock Lesnar. Um, WrestleMania 2000. How do I know this stuff, man? I need to get a life. <laughs> I did. I'm the same way. It's like, but it's like, Nick. even like just a fatal four way like program in general, just for the title. Like we haven't seen something like that in a while. Even a triple threat. Like, I don't know. Just I right. think like we could do something different. This is where you can add the heels in. You know, this is where you can add like Shinsuke or Joe into the match, but you, but you have to add a baby face into the match too. So, there's one nightmare they could do. They could do Brian versus Shane. Oh no! They were actually going that way if you remember, but then Brian got cleared and it changed everything. Yep. Mm. He <laughs> is the best in the world after all. <laughs> Somewhere, CM Punk choked. He was drinking some coffee or something. Was like. <laughs> Or some crap. <laughs> like. Jesus Christ, man! That what a fucking joke. But uh, so yeah, we both got <laughs> Brian going in that. Uh, let's move on. Uh, this one, the Universal Championship match: Brock Lesnar versus Tove's favorite wrestler, Finn Balor. Um, um, this is one that's kind of throwing me for a loop here because I totally think Lesnar's going over, but the way that WWE is promoting this match. There's a very good possibility that Finn may win this match. It's nice to dream. <laughs> and the only reason why I think this is because I think you might see Strowman fuck over Lesnar. They haven't said that Strowman's in a Lesnar, though, have they? I mean, I, uh, 
they haven't said that Strowman's in the Rumble, have they? Have they said he's in the Rumble? No. Because he way, could be in the Rumble, you know. Right. And the way that they had, like, this, and I think there's your Mania match with Strowman and Lesnar, they just wrestle each other. Like, Lesnar doesn't need the title. Like, Lesnar does not need the title by any means by this point. Like, he's, he's still going to be he's, a Mania. He's never guy. needed the title. Right. And yeah, he's never needed the title, but he still has it because in Vince's mind, it produces more money that right. way. Lesnar right. Goldberg didn't need the title, but it had it. So my fear, and I guess this goes into the Mail Rumble as well. My fear is, is that Strowman's going to win. I can't believe I'm saying this. I guess this really just shows how much Strowman's cooled off. My fear is, is that Strowman's going to win the Rumble by eliminating Rollins, which might actually get him booed. It's Oh, it's totally going to get him booed. Yeah, and then they're going to do Strowman Lesnar at right. Mania for the title. Dude, that's what and scares that me. And that will kind of come at the expense of Rollins. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. And that's because what's... I said Vince that a month like ago. Strowman. And, yeah. So, um, Rollins-Lesnar could happen, but, like, I mean, Vince said it himself, like, being serious, like, there's a lot of beef in the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of beef. <laughs> This is still on the whole bodybuilding thing. He'll never I, get over that, man. I know, man. He'll never get over that. It, what's so funny, I'm in this other like uh, group chat, and like we have like one of my friends, <laughs> anytime like there's something dumb that's said in the ring, like he'll change his nickname on Facebook to like whatever that person said, right? Like a week ago, his name was just Fickle. That was his name. But after the that promo yeah. on Monday night, now it's Fickle Beef. That's his name. Like, <laughs> like there's a lot of beef in the oh, ring. Damn it! But the way that they're promoting, yeah, uh, Lesnar. I, I think this probably might be main event because it's different. I guess um, I think it could be main event, like if an angle happening at the end. Um, so, obviously. They could pull an Eddie Guerrero here. Yep. Because people forget when Eddie beat Brock, it was because Goldberg mm-hmm. fucked over Brock. Like, you know, Goldberg interfered. So they could do that. But um, I wouldn't complain. I mean, getting the belt off of Brock is always going to be a good thing regardless. So, but um, I think the the real big red flag, though, is that, you know, and Uncle Dave has been wrong before, but I don't see why he'd be wrong here is where... Uh, Uncle Dave said that the plan was to switch Braun with Balor because he didn't want Braun to lose again, which tells me regardless of whoever Lesnar is fading, he's going to go over. Yep. So um, that's the big red flag there. And um, it's just, it's, it's, it's whatever, man. Like when Brock is champion, Rock is just, Ross just on hostage, just on standby. It's like, yep. okay, because everyone's basically held back until Brock drops the belt. Mm-hmm. So. Everyone's just kind of like in these uh, transitionary standard periods where they're just kind of waiting, you know, yep. kind of like on. It's like when you pre-order a game. When you pre-order a game and it's like on hold before it confirms your order. It's like the roster's just been on hold for like four years because <laughs> Brock won't go away. It's completely true. So, um, like, I think last, yeah, you know. And so, uh, yeah. If, and, I, if I had to pick one, the window, I'll, I'll pick Brock. Just because it seems he likes to work with smaller guys. At least with the smaller guys, he puts in work and effort, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Um 
so it's funny that you brought this up as like the main event. I was thinking that if this match goes on last, I think Balor's going over for sure. I can totally see them ending the show with Balor like as champion because that's people are going to lose their sh- like that baseball stadium is going to lose their shit if Balor wins this match. And if this is the last match of the show, I will put any money down. Balor's going to go over. Obviously, it's not going to be clean. If it's clean, then just like what the hell then if it's clean then they are scared of aew like basically that's my point (laughs) yeah Um, yeah (laughs) like and i think if balor goes over no matter what i think it's the aew effect it's like they don't want to lose balor and balor's one of the top merch sellers for the company right now and like he is honestly he is probably consistently the most over on the show. The crowd was already booing Strowman when he was going at Balor on Monday night. Like Balor and Rollins are like, I think you're two, I think you're two most over baby faces on Raw, and like naturally over baby faces. And mm-hmm. this is where like the Eddie Guerrero thing. Like there was a picture I saw the other day. I think did I post it in our group with uh, man. It was an anime thing. It had Eddie Guerrero as like an angel, like giving Finn Balor power to knock down Lesnar. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, you did, you did share that. Um, I told man, I think I'm gonna pick Lesnar to win. I'm picking Lesnar to win. But again, this all depends on where this like this whole pay per view for me is where these matches are placed in the card on how I think the matches are gonna go, and. If this is before the Rumble, oh, man, because I would totally be down with Balor and Rollins at WrestleMania because I think if Balor wins, I think Rollins wins the Rumble. If Lesnar wins, I think Strowman wins, and that's what, like, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know, but for safe, just to safely, if I'm betting, I'm picking Lesnar because, like, like you said with Uncle Dave fucking saying that like they didn't want Strowman to lose and then on top of that Balor's like I'm not going to be the demon and it's like oh, obviously you're not going to be the demon because if you were the demon you're definitely going over because they're, they're not going to let the demon gimmick lose so yeah I'm going with Lesnar and so with that being said let's go into the men's rumble and so we kind of already have kind of talked about it um, I think it it's gonna be between Strowman and happened, so. what's that? Strowman, Strowman and Rollins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the Rumble has been kind to SmackDown the past few years. Uh, SmackDown Nakamura won last year, and then the year before that, uh, Orton won. So since they've reactivated the brand split, it's been a SmackDown guy winning. We've yet to have a Raw guy win, so mm-hmm. it's finally time for a Raw guy to win. And there's no there's no SmackDown name that really fits unless they did your idea and have one of the New Day win, which would be a swerve. That would be a pleasant surprise. Nobody mm-hmm. would predict or even think about. So I, I wouldn't be against that. But um, they, they could totally do that because New Day is not doing anything. Right. So what would be really cool is if um, the New Day won and then, like, the story they do is which one's getting the title shot, you know, and you had to like, kind of like when they were in the money in the bank and they, and they were kind of like teasing which 
one of them would would be in the Money in the Bank, so that would mm-hmm. be kind of cool. But realistically, though, it'll be a Raw guy, and that's fine. It should be a Raw guy because you know, someone on Raw needs it, not and no one on SmackDown needs that right now anyway. So, but yeah, it'll be down between Rollins and and um, and Strowman, and my gut tells me Strowman will win. Um, that's what I'm scared of. So I'm totally and technically, scared if he, of. And, and technically, and technically, if Strowman wins, remember. That would count as his second Rumble victory because yep. he won the uh, greatest war ever. So that would that would count as two. Maybe so back the, to back. That, so people think that that greatest, yeah, yeah. So that greatest war Rumble fans remember that does count. So for all you statistic fans out there, that Rumble does count as an actual Rumble. I know it's weird, but it counts. So yeah. And this is where the Lesnar Balor match now falls into if it main events the show. And you don't see Strowman in the Rumble, that furthers my case on Balor winning the match for sure. Because like then mm-hmm. it's payback and revenge for when Corbin did that to Strowman. You know what I mean? Like Lesnar and won the title on that with right. Crown Jewel. It all comes full circle then, and then that sets them up where Strowman finally goes over at WrestleMania against Lesnar. Hmm. And Good luck booking that match, though. I know. Like, because Brock just doesn't care, right? Brock does not care at all when it's Strowman. I think that's totally the thing. And on yeah. Monday, did you watch Raw on Monday night with the yeah yeah with the beef promo? Uh, I've heard, yeah. mm-hmm. actually heard. I don't know if this is true or not. That Vince was testing Balor during that promo and told Lesnar to get out of the ring and leave and kind of like walk away, like, and not tell Balor about it to see how he would react like on live television. And apparently Mm. like he passed with flying colors and like made it more believable. And he had like more passion in his promo and like sounded a little pissed off. And I think that's what they were trying to go for. And I think he passed. So maybe, and it's, I think it's very interesting that, fucking lesnar went over on the go home show then that's normally something that doesn't happen especially with a brock lesnar match mm-hmm. so i mean well whatever the case getting the belt off of him is never negative right it's always positive right and even when they did get the belt off him with roman it was still kind of held hostage because they're like they skipped over didn't they skip over a pay-per-view to defend the title and like it was just like they were going to defend it at the end of November at Crown Jewel. And it's like, but you're skipping over a pay-per-view in between there. So you're basically already letting us know that Roman's mm-hmm. going to stay champion until then, which Brock basically still has like a stranglehold on Raw. Like, it's dumb. Yeah. That belt is cursed. Dude, it is. Totally is. It reminds me of like the World Heavyweight Championship back in like the mid-2000s. Anybody that held that title got hurt. Like it went. Yep, like, I remember that time. Did it start with Batista, I think. Started with Batista, then it went to uh, Angle, I think. Mm-hmm. Edge, Undertaker, Kali, all of them got hurt. And maybe Ray was the one that broke it. So I guess Batista was before that. I don't remember exactly. I'm trying to think of the the order, like it went in, because it was like. It was like four or five wrestlers like in a row to hold that title all got hurt. I can't remember. 
I think I remember that period. Yeah. Because Kennedy was like money in the bank. He was going to cash in on Undertaker, and then he got hurt. Taker got hurt. Edge then got hurt. Yeah. And it went to, I think, Kali, I think, then had the title. Kali got hurt. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's not stopping. <laughs> and I guess you look at, like, the universal title. Finn got hurt. Owens is hurt now. Lesnar's keeping it, just holding it hostage. Roman got sick again, unfortunately. And it's like, maybe this is a modern-day world heavyweight championship. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It is. Well, well, anyway, uh, I think that just about covers it, man. Uh, we have any, that was there. Yeah, basically. we covered the whole show. Yeah, yeah. So, Tove, thank you for coming on, man. Oh, no problem. This was fun. Yeah. And hopefully in the future, we could do a uh, debate on the buy rate of WrestleMania 19. Really interesting debate. And my goal is to get Aaron on here and uh, hopefully get him to not mute himself when the inevitable Triple H Booker T match is mentioned. Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely. We're definitely. This is definitely happening in the next, like, at least month for sure. Definitely gearing up for wrestlemania season i think it's only fair that we do that and i think you you're with me right but you really liked wrestlemania 19 right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think uh it's one of the best manias of all time i agree and uh you know it's one of those one of those manias where i always look at it once a year but unfortunately uh is proof that sometimes a wrestling show doesn't draw well and is stories and characters that have a draw. Mm-hmm. Because there are other manias that were nowhere near as good as 19 that made twice as much money as 19. And to this day, we don't really have a reason. That's why I think it's a really interesting uh, topic to discuss. Yeah. So. It's weird. It's very strange. Very strange. Well, anyway, uh, Tove, thank you for coming on. Do we have a Twitter handle that we can follow you on? Oh, yeah, you can follow me at Tolf Knows Best. I probably should have mentioned that at the beginning. So sorry to anyone who's listened this far in. Oh, you're fine. All good, all good. I haven't mentioned anything of ours either, so it's all good. We always wait till the end. But uh, Tolf, thank you for coming on. Thank you for stepping in for Stoutsy this week, uh, being a co-host. Maybe we just have to kick off Stoutsy all the time. Oh, no problem. Uh, really fun, and let's do it again sometime. For sure, for sure. Um, and I'm, wait, and before you, before you get off completely, um, I just got to ask we're so you want to do that WrestleMania 19 show, but are you sure you're going to be able to do it with, uh, Kingdom Hearts coming out? I mean, by the time, you know, we do the show, I, I would imagine I would have already played the game by then. <laughs> I was thinking we could do it like, you know, near mania season. Well, <laughs> not mania season, but closer to mania, like in March or something. Because right. for the first week of February, I'm, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be I'm going to be a ghost. I won't exist. I'll be a nobody because I'll be playing the game. You know? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, Tof, I'm going to get on out of here. Thank you for coming on the show, man. All right, no problem. Later. Later. All right, all right. I hope you everybody enjoyed that discussion. Uh, very. Very nice discussion that we just had. Um, I liked that Toph and I basically, we ended up pretty much agreeing 
on everything that was going to happen for TakeOver and the Royal Rumble, which kind of shocked me. I didn't think that was actually going to happen. Um, I think the only thing we maybe disagreed on was the Lesnar-Balor match. And, yeah, I really hope Finn Balor wins. It's very odd doing this ending without talking to anybody. Stoutsy, we need you back on. Uh, if you're waiting for our uh, predictions for the show, they will be up on uh, they'll be up on the Twitter this weekend. See if Stoutsy remains prediction champion. We'll get those predictions from him. Stoutsy, feel better, buddy. Uh, with that being said, you can follow Offended on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Offended Pod. You can follow me on Snapchat. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram at Trick1042. You can buy our t-shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com and search Offended when you're there. Please go follow PWP Nation at PWP Nation, all social media platforms as well. Give our regular uh, show Offended a listen when you're there. You know, give us give us a listen. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a big music fan, go on it. And if you have Spotify... Our Spotify playlist is Offended Presents Songs of the Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday, this Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, NXT TakeOver Phoenix and WWE Royal Rumble. It's going to be a fun weekend. I can't wait. It's my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Really can't wait. Good luck to everybody involved in the Royal Rumble pool. Um, Yeah, other than that, good luck. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.